What's going on, beautiful and sexy lovers? You are tuned in to another episode of the Sex Mechanic Podcast. I, of course, am your host, the Sex Mechanic, aka Jean Benoit, aka The Exception, aka Mr. Born to Explore, aka Confident Creator, aka I Did It My Way. And uh, this is episode number 35 of the Sex Mechanic Podcast. So, welcome. Um, as you can see, things look a little different. I'm holding the mic, which is not usual for me. I'm usually, you know, it's usually on a stand somewhere. Uh, also, the background is very different from what you're used to seeing. And the reason for that is because I am visiting visiting family in Miami. So I'm actually not home right now. I'm actually in my childhood bedroom um, speaking to y'all about sex, dating, situationships and relationships <laughs> but it won't change anything uh it'll still be the same shit we're still going to get into the same type of uh conversations without even a second thought this is where um i spent most of my uh i guess childhood in terms of uh from sixth grade to 12th grade i lived here so yeah welcome i want to welcome y'all to this spot as well um how's everybody's weekend been how's everybody doing um what's going on with you whoever's actually out there how's everybody feeling on this hump day it's wednesday and it's february already god damn it's already february I literally was about to say, oh, it's like the second to last week of January and it's the first week of February. Uh, So. okay, (laughs) welcome in, uh, you know, Black History Month and everything that uh, everything positive that goes with that. So. Welcome, February. Um, Appreciation. Today, I want to give appreciation for. For being able to make this uh, this trip, this trip started in Seattle. What last this past Friday, started in Seattle. I went over there to help a, a friend of mine move, and I uh, stayed there for the weekend. Got here yesterday, last night, Tuesday, and um, you know the weekend and the week has been pretty amazing. You know, the time we we spent over there was was well spent. Uh, we had a really good time. And we didn't even do too much. I'm somebody who's very much a homebody, so I don't need to be out and about out in these streets to have a good time. I actually prefer to just be around people I care about and people that I actually enjoy. And that can be anywhere, but preferably in a space that's comfortable in a in a space that's uh, that's carefree and safe. And uh, that's what we did. You know, we was at the apartment at his new place and. Uh, just hanging out, you know, watching, watching movies, playing games, drinking, and just having a good time. So I really appreciate this, this weekend and uh, even the beginning of the week thus far, um, making it home here to Miami safely and being able to see most of my family already, but I still got more to see. And I also got some friends to see too. So um, I look forward to that. I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm thankful that I even have that. Uh, I know there's people out there that probably don't even have uh, family or friends to go see or connect with. So I'm blessed to be in a position that I'm in where I have people to actually go enjoy and hang out with. So I look forward to that for the rest of this week and weekend. All right. Now, so uh, the topic today um, is closure. Mm. Closure is a good one. Uh, especially when it comes to dating and relationships, because most of us can relate to having this desire to to get closure, you know, from a relationship. And you can actually apply closure to a lot of different types of relationships, not just romantic. But of course, this is the Sex Mechanic podcast. So we talk about romantic stuff mostly. Um, but you can apply it to, you know, maybe if you have a, or if you had a a death that you're dealing with and you're grieving. Um, And you can also 
apply it to other situations where people are just no longer in your space, in your physical space. Um, but today we're going to focus on the romantic side of it. <clears throat> so closure. What is it? Uh, why is it so important to us? Um, yeah, why do we make such a big deal about closure? And not everybody does. I think it's maybe certain personality types that really uh, care more about closure than others. But I do think that most people can relate to the feeling of wanting some level of closure in a relationship or from a relationship at the end. So the loose definition of closure is just um, a desire for finality. Um, you want to know that things are are done done. And the way that looks a lot of times is somebody might have questions that maybe they haven't answered or that they need answered or they feel like they need answered. Or someone might feel like there are some things that they wanted to say during the relationship that they didn't get to say and they want to express that. Or it can come off as uh, somebody wanting to defend a point maybe that they didn't get to defend. Uh, but all of that comes down to kind of wanting some answers or wanting to be heard. And that allows that person to have a level of finality and feel like, all right, that's done then. Um, now that we've gotten through that, we've talked about it or we've done whatever. But um, sometimes that's a dangerous thing too, because a lot of times we, people who are looking for closure are looking for closure with the person, you know, with the significant other or the former significant other. And sometimes that's not feasible. Sometimes it's not the best idea. One or both of y'all might not be in a space to actually hear or listen, listen to each other and what each other is saying without it being a confrontation or without it being contentious. So it could go that way. And also it could be the person maybe changed their number. They might've moved away to another country. Um, that person just may not be available for that. And so it's very important not to depend so much on getting closure from the other person as opposed to just finding a way to uh, find a level of relief. But like I said, a lot of times we look for it in the other person, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the other person. You could find that uh, in other ways, and that's what we're going to get into today. But um, so why is it so important to us? Well, I kind of said in the definition, um, you get a sense of relief because a lot of times things get left open, you know, especially like if there's an unexpected separation for whatever reason. Um, one of the people definitely feels most likely uh, like maybe there's more answers that they need or that there are more things that they had to say that they didn't get to because things happen so suddenly. But um, oh, make sure that my sounds good. Okay. All right. Yeah. They, they maybe didn't get to. And so um, this closure becomes so important because one person may be feeling like, Oh shit. Like, first of all, I don't know what happened. And if they don't know what happened, then the only way to know is by asking questions, right? Or by talking about it. But again, it all depends on how the last interactions went between between you guys. Like if if it if it was a good interaction, it was still positive. Um there wasn't a lot of uh anger or frustration towards one another, then maybe you could go back to a conversation and it'd be okay. But that's also a dangerous thing too, because you might end up feeling worse than you did going in by asking certain questions and by opening up uh, certain past topics or trying to find out, trying to get to the bottom of it. Like sometimes getting to the bottom of it ends up fucking you up more than if you just would have left it alone and just let it be what it was because you end up finding some shit out that you just weren't ready to hear. So Maybe that's another reason why looking for closure in the other person is probably not always the best idea. But um, how do you even get closure without asking the other person, like without talking to the other person? I mean, obviously, there's uh, 
there's family, there's friends, there's there's your support system that you can talk to and uh, you can communicate with regularly to help you get through the issue. And they'll probably give you, you know, some some encouraging words and some some really wise advice, hopefully. But that's not always available. And also you don't want to lean too heavily on, you know, the people in your circle while you're trying to uh, steady yourself, while you're trying to find that place of peace, <clears throat> because, you know, they got their own stuff going on, too. So you can't necessarily just lean on them every day and be like, uh, yeah, you know, I thought about this person again and I just want to tell you about it and blah, blah, blah. Like at some point, you know, you got to be able to handle the issue on your own and be able to uh, move forward without the help of others. And that's something that I actually I'm, I'm, I've been working on recently and I'm, I'm happy for that because people go through things all the time and to expect that uh, everyone around you needs to be available to listen to what you have going on and also just to be available to you know maybe connect in person or whatever when you have stuff going on is is unrealistic you know it really don't that's not something you should expect from other people everybody has their lives too so you know you can't necessarily just lean on that so um oh by the way i didn't say what i was drinking Obviously, people who know this uh, this can or not this can, but this bottle know what it is. I got the lime in there as well, keeping it smooth and simple tonight as I sit back and just talk to y'all. So the, the question becomes, how do you even get any kind of relief without actually talking to the person? I think I got something. <clears throat> This came to me the other day, right? Because uh, I was thinking about a certain person, right? But I was thinking in terms of like, uh, I kept playing this loop of uh, of a conversation that didn't actually happen, but that I, I wanted to happen, <laughs> but it never happened. But it just kept playing in my head because, you know, I, I didn't have a way to uh, to find a resolution for it. And when I noticed that it kept playing, kept playing, it, it was playing like almost like a, a movie in the background, um, just looping over and over, uh, things being said a little bit differently, but just playing in the background as I'm doing things and I'm moving around, I'm, I'm you know, getting stuff done, but it's still literally playing in the background. And since I've been working on monitoring my, uh, my thoughts better, which is really, really hard. I mean, damn, that shit is hard. Like you don't realize how many things just slip past and get into your, you know, your, your, your mental space without you even realizing until it's there. And then it turns into more and to more and to more. And then you're like, where did this even start? Like, when did this start? Um, so it's really been a task, but at the same time, I, I think it's going to be for the better at the end of the day. So I'm going to continue to do it, but uh yeah, so this loop was playing, playing, playing. I'm like, yo, come on now. This this has got to end. You know, like <laughs> something's gotta give. I can't continue thinking about this. Um, especially if it's not something that makes me feel good, it's not something positive. I'm all about positive thoughts and and finding thoughts that feel better. So if I'm in a space where something's actually making me feel not so great or bringing me to a negative place. And that means I need to think about something different. I need to shift my attention towards something more positive, right? It's hard to do sometimes when you get going, uh, you know, defending yourself about something in your head or, you know, just thinking about something that happened and then you start feeling like something happened to you and now you blame it and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yo, this gotta, this gotta quit. Like this is, this is not where it's at. So what I did was, or what came to me and I'm not saying I came up with this. This this is probably something that's already out. I don't know the name, but it popped into my head. So I just ran with it. Um, I was like, all right, I got to find relief for this looping story that's going on in my head right now. Uh, this, this scenario that I've been playing out for the last two hours, I believe it was. Um, this scenario that did not 
actually occur. This is again a conversation that I would have liked to have, or what I would have I would have liked to have with with somebody, but um, it wasn't a real conversation. It was all in here, and so when that when something like that happens, uh, try this out. So you find a picture or video, whatever it is, it's your preference, but find an image of the person that you are um, ha having these back and forths with in your head. Um, the, the person of interest, probably, a, a, you know, your past lover or something like that. And you find a picture, preferably a picture where this person was in a very happy space, maybe smiling. I mean, if you can find a smiling pic, that that works. Um, and I, by the way, this is going to sound really strange to some of y'all because it's kind of like very much based on imagination and uh, almost trying to like trick yourself mentally. But think about it this way. If, if somebody's already in your head, then you're not doing anything different or anything strange to try to get them out of it. You know, like this is well within... The scope of what's already happening in your head, which is something that has not happened, but you're replaying it over and over again. So you find an image of the person, hopefully an image where the person looks happy. Um, even better if you can find a picture where you can connect a specific moment of happiness that you can kind of recall back to and you can remember that that moment and kind of remember maybe a night that you had with this person from that picture or whatever the case may be. That was that was very positive and very inspiring. Um, or you could find a picture where, you know, the person just looks like they were having a good time and uh, maybe things in the relationship were in a different space as well. You know, maybe if you got to, maybe you got to dig back. I mean, maybe you got to go way back depending on how, how things have become up to, up to this point, but you might have to go pretty far back to get a picture where things in the relationship were, in a positive space. So you get this image, right? And um, again, this is going to take a lot of imagination and focus. Um, you're really going to have to create your own reality right now versus uh, what's actually in front of you, which is not the person. <laughs> the person's not actually in front of you, but you're literally um, acting as if this person is in front of you. So now you're getting ready to have a conversation with this person. Or in this case, with this image that you are portraying as this person actually being there. Or actually, it could be like you're acting like you're talking to them on the phone, whatever the case may be. But this is being directed towards them. Now, before you start, you want to come with the with a vibration and an energy that's very positive, non-confrontational. And... It's also preferable that you've gotten past the frustration and anger phase towards this person, because if you're still in that phase, now this can turn into um, venting towards the person. It could turn into a very negative tangent on some different stuff. And that's not what this conversation is about. This is not what this uh, what this exercise is about. This exercise is about. Uh, speaking to that person in a very calm and uh, open-minded way. So when you're getting ready to have this conversation, imagine the person in the most open, willing, receptive, and just positive place that you've ever seen this person in. Like the most positive space you've ever seen this person in. Imagine that is who you are getting ready to have this conversation with. Not the person that you just argued with uh, the last time you spoke or not the person that maybe said something to you that you really didn't like the last time you spoke. You're, ta you're talking to a version of this person that is so happy and so joyful and just so positive about everything that there's no way that they won't accept what you have to say to them. Like there's no way this person is in a space that's just they're in a space that's too too good you know like they're really in a good space where they are open to hearing what you have to say everything that you have to say so with that mindset now you 
talk to this person and you tell them exactly how you feel about whatever the situation is. Um, maybe you might have some questions. I don't know. If you got questions, then ask the questions that you want to ask and answer them from that person's perspective as you, as you again, think of them in the most positive and, and, and high space that you could think of them. I mean, I don't even know if it takes for you to think of them as, you know, being drunk. If that's if that's when they're happiest or when you've seen them the happiest, then, you know, use that as an example. But drunk, but coherent enough to understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. And have the conversation. Tell them how you feel. Tell them uh, whatever it is you want to let them know. Because, again. Um, closure is, is about, you know, either being heard or getting questions answered that you needed answered or you felt like you needed answered. So have that kind of conversation with the person in a very non-confrontational and calm way. All right. So after that, um, the person, you know, obviously is not there to answer, but again, you are imagining this person answering in the most open and receptive and, um, man, just, just, just the best way that they could answer in terms of, if you were to tell somebody how you felt, just the best response that you could come up with, even if that response is like, I'm sorry, or I, I didn't mean it or whatever it is to, to help you feel relief, answer the question in that way on that person's behalf. Now, the third part of this is at the end of it all, I want you to end it with telling that person how much you appreciate them for all of their positive uh, characteristics and their traits. And I know they, they're in there. I mean, even if, you know, all you remember is the negative shit, the positive stuff is definitely in there. You might just have to, again, dig for it because maybe it hasn't shown itself in a while or you haven't seen it in a while. You haven't noticed it in a while, but the positive stuff is definitely in there because it's partly, if not, uh, entirely why you chose to move forward with that person because you you noticed all of the positive stuff and you were willing to either ignore or you just didn't even notice the other things that were there. So um, find those positive things. Tell that person how much you appreciate them for those positive aspects about them. And uh, also thank them for how that, uh, for the for the person they've become, or the person they're becoming and the person that they've helped you become in the process. Because all this being said, even if it was, even if it was like a bad breakup or a separation that just didn't go well, there's always something that you could take away from it and that you could learn from it to improve yourself and to uh, move into the next situation with more, more positivity. Yeah. With the, with the better, I mean, you know, with the better perspective. If if you look at it from that perspective, if you, if you look at it from a, from the perspective of you just being a victim or somebody who something was done to and you stay in that place, well, then you can't grow. Then you can't see some of the stuff that you attracted, all of it, <laughs> but you can't see some of the things that maybe you did wrong and maybe you could have done differently in order for you to improve that the next time around. Um, so definitely, you know, get into that space first. But before you do any of that, like I said in the very beginning, sorry about that. Like I said in the very beginning, the key is getting past that frustration and anger phase with that person. Because if you're still in that phase, again, you go off on a tangent that is not in the direction of where we're trying to go with this. We're trying to keep it positive. And we're trying to uh, get some relief out of this. We're not trying to feel worse than we did when we went in. So definitely want to keep it positive. Now, this does two things, right? This technique, this exercise does two things. For one, it'll help you feel better from whatever you felt before. Before, if you were feeling really tense or uh, you felt like uh, you weren't being heard for some reason, or that your point wasn't being taken into account or into consideration. Now, after this conversation, you can feel like, okay, I spoke my piece. And even though it wasn't real, you imagine this person receiving it 
very openly and uh, in the best way they could receive it. You know, either they apologized or they said that they understand where you're coming from. And, uh, you know, they told you that they appreciate what you had to say. But whatever that response is, is up to you, whatever makes you feel better. But um, so that that gives you a level of comfort, a level of relief. Now, hopefully you can get off of those thoughts and kind of leave that alone, at least for the time being. The second thing that it does is if you had a negative perception of the person uh, based on your last interaction or interactions with that person, now what it does is it puts that person back in a positive light. If by chance you were ever you were ever to see this person or speak to this person again, now instead of coming to them with this uh, this looming negativity, this feeling of like you did this to me and I never got a chance to fix or never got a chance to resolve it or never got a chance to speak my piece about it, that type of energy is way different from an energy of I appreciate the person you were. Things didn't turn out the way we wanted to, but I still appreciate what happened and I appreciate uh, the person you were. And I appreciate also the fact that you allowed me to speak my piece and you probably won't even have the desire to speak about it again. I mean, because why? Especially if it's been a long time and you already did that. Let's say you do this process a few times on a few different situations with the same person. By the time you see them, You've already gotten it all out, you know, like it's already out on the table and you've also you've also gotten the response you've wanted from them without hearing the response from them directly. But you've you've created the response that you would have liked to hear from them. So at that point, it's not even a topic anymore. You know, you've you've gotten some level of closure, maybe not full closure, but you've definitely got some level of closure that allows you to. uh hopefully move on and have some level of relief. So those are the two great things about that is that you can see that person differently in a more positive light, just moving forward in life. And you can also feel better in your own situation because you've had the type of conversation you want to have with the person you wanted to have it with to some degree. Yeah, but again, it takes a lot of imagination uh, my 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 imagination is childlike, so I can think things up and create actual, you know, I could create movies in my head, you know, and if, uh, you know, if I'm not careful, I might believe it, <laughs> but uh, I make sure to stay aware enough to know, you know, what's what's actually for real and what's not, but it's, it's good to have that, especially in this type of situation, because you can literally create the reality you want versus uh, what might have actually happened or what, you know, what could have happened. And another thing, too, about how you look at that person moving forward. Don't be surprised if when you when you interact with this person again, if you ever interact with them, that the energy from them is also different. Like even if y'all had, you know, a huge argument in y'all last interaction, the interaction is going to be different if you're looking at them from a place of, I appreciate you and I'm thankful for the person you were and all that other stuff. And they'll feel that as well. They won't feel like you're holding a grudge or that, you know, there's some weirdness or, you know, some, some discomfort between the two of y'all. So that's another reason too. I mean, it just falls into the same thing about looking at that person in a different way. And uh, you might get a different type of uh, response from that person and how they act. But closure is a thing, man. Like, don't tell me, I mean, don't ask me why, but closure is just one of those things that uh, it can haunt you, you know? Like, I remember many situations I've been in where I wasn't able to get closure. And man, I tell you, like, it's, it's very frustrating for somebody like me who likes to analyze because I want to know why it didn't work out. 
not because I want to try to make it work out. I want to know why it didn't work out so I could take this with me and use it towards the next situation. Because at the end of the day, this is the thing. If it don't work for one person, it ain't going to work for either y'all. And that's something, you know, I've said and I continue to say, like, as much as you want to be with somebody or you want to have something with somebody, if they don't want the same with you or vice versa, you know, because I've been on both sides, um, maybe you don't want something with them, but they want something more. It ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if that one person that doesn't really want what the other person wants tries their best to make it work because the other person wants to make it work, it won't it won't work and it won't last. So at the end of the day, you can't really do anything when it's not um, when it's not uh, when the energies don't match going both ways. Uh, but even with that, like I said, closure comes into play because you want to kind of know why, you know, what was the issue or what were the issues? Um, and yeah, like I said, that could, that could really haunt you and that could really put you in a place where that loop I was talking about that keeps playing of different conversations, different scenarios, um, you know, either defending yourself or asking yourself questions that you can't answer that could really take over your thoughts and uh, really put you in a negative space. And so I hope that this exercise helps people out because it helped me. Like I was thinking about some stuff and then I, I did that. And honestly, right after I was done with it and I was able to move on and, and go about my day and, and the loop stopped, you know? So sometimes it's like just wanting to be heard. Uh, I write and I do other things as well, obviously writing a journal and uh, you know, do other things to try to get relief um, in terms of speaking things into existence and, and attracting positivity. But um, sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta talk it. You just gotta talk it out with the person, you know, without talking to the person. Because another thing is you don't want to be dependent on anybody to have to feel a certain way. You don't want to be dependent on having to have a conversation with somebody to be able to feel uh, a sense of, of relief or a sense of happiness or a sense of uh, a sense of being able to move on. So closure is a really tricky thing, but I think that this exercise allows you to kind of uh, cut through feeling like you got to talk to that person directly because there's just different reasons why that just might not be the best idea. Different reasons. But um, yeah, that's how I see it. So I don't have a name or anything for the exercise, but again, it's probably something that already exists. I'm not going to act like I invented it or came up with it. Um, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Doesn't matter. It was something I used and it worked. And so I wanted to share it with, with other people, honestly. Um, are there people out there that have had interactions and run-ins with uh, wanting to get closure and not being able to get it. <clears throat> I'm really curious. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the video if, of course, you enjoy it. If you don't, then don't do any of that. You can comment on it still, even if you don't like it. I don't mind that. That's good for the algorithm. But yeah, do that for me if you don't mind. Yeah, but I'm curious to hear what y'all think. Like, closure is something that I know has haunted me for most of my adult dating life. Uh, so I want to see if it's, you know, been an issue for a lot of other people, too. I don't know if it's just the way my mind thinks or whatever, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a human thing that a lot of people deal with. I think it's something that a lot of people deal with, but... uh you know, y'all tell me. And what y'all drinking? If you guys are drinking anything, what's what's on the uh, what's in the glass right now? Even if it's water, let me know if it's water too. That's 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 cool. Ain't nothing wrong with water. It's so weird holding the mic in my hand. Like, this is how hosts do it, I guess. 
Nah, hosts for TV shows be having a little like mic either on a stand on the table or they use probably a boom mic from up top that you can't really see. But I don't think this is how they get down. Oh, or they use the microphone on their collar. I think that seems more like a lot of talk shows and things like that. Probably got the collar mic, the lapel mic. Mm-hmm. What is a situation where do you have a situation where you've wanted closure and you weren't able to get it? I'm curious. Or even multiple situations. Like I said, I've I've had multiple where uh, things went a different way than I had planned or wanted to. And um, I was just left like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell happened, man? Like, tell me something. Especially when it's like all sudden and shit. That's when it's just like, all right, I understand. It's not it's not a match. That's cool. But can I know why? Please. Just so I can move on and uh be good. But you know, I've heard, I've had to learn over time that you can't always get closure. It's I mean, it's just the truth. You can't force somebody else to tell you what's going on or why why they're not interested in uh going a direction with you. Like you can't twist somebody's arm to make them do that. And once you realize that, you realize that you really have no other option but to learn to you better learn to manage or learn to deal with not getting the full reason why. You know, there's there's times where in the past people have just, you know, actually a lot of women did that. I remember me and Joanne had this conversation on one of the podcasts about how uh, some people tend to just uh, stop the calls like they'll just. Uh, stop answering or like ignoring texts or whatever. And when that happens, it's just like, yo, what the hell? Like, <laughs> can I know something? Please. If you're not interested, that's fine. But can I know that you're not interested? And just a little something for why, why it might have happened. But, you know, again, as you as you get older, you realize that you're not always going to have that. And you also realize to just roll with it. Like everybody has a different style of moving forward or saying that they're not interested. Some people are vocal about it. Some people are not. So you learn to just kind of deal with uh, the ones that are less vocal. If you're somebody who's more vocal like me, I'm all about open communication and, and talking it out and all that other stuff. So everybody don't be on that. And I just got to respect it, you know? So I guess nobody's had any experiences like that. Or at least are not willing to uh, bring it up, which is fine. No problem. have a comment as she says closure is always difficult is always difficult thing it is even more difficult depending on the person some people don't know how to articulate this is very true and thank you sg and the next comment says and you honestly not always at a space to be receptive, LOL. That's definitely true, for sure. Um, sometimes people are not articulate enough. I give you that. Oh, one thing I left out in that process, too, is if you got to write out, write it out or practice before you have that conversation with that image, um, then you do that. So you don't go on a negative tangent about some other shit that has nothing to do with what you wanted to talk about. Excuse me. Sorry about that. 
that's that Corona. The beer. <laughs> um, yeah, but not being receptive. That's what I was saying before about um, you got to be in a space. Like, y'all got to be in a space to be able to have that conversation. And sometimes one or both people are just not in that space. It's too much emotion. There's too much. There are too many negative memories to be able to get past that and have a just an open, mature conversation about the fact that this happened, that happened, and it's okay that this or that happened. Uh, you, you, you do have to get past certain types of feelings first before you can have those kind of conversations. And that's probably too why I came up with this, because I realized that personally, I'm, I'm up and down. You know what I'm saying? Like my up and downs are a lot better than they have been in, you know, in the past few weeks, but I'm still up and down with certain emotions. So I, the best way for me is to just um, articulate certain conversations, not to the person directly. And also I'm, I'm, again, I am practicing not feeling like I need to depend on anybody to feel a certain way. This is a real thing that I'm working on. And so a part of that too is not being able to run to a person that you have any kind of, you know, not issue necessarily, but any kind of thing with that you want to talk about and not running to that person and feeling like you got to tell them or else you're not going to be able to move on. Because again, how about if the person's not available? Like, What do you do then? What the fuck do you do if that person ain't available or if they're not in a place to hear it? Now you're just going to be mad and still not moving on from the situation? Like, <laughs> what good does that do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't help anybody. So I would actually suggest that most people, if they can, find ways that they can receive closure without having to have discussions with the other person. Because that that also, man, again, that conversation could turn out not how you plan. You might go in thinking, all right, I'm going to ask these questions. I'm going to get these questions answered feel better about myself in my life, you know what I'm saying, be able to move on. And a person tells you some shit that you weren't expecting to hear. <laughs> they tell you, they answer your questions very honestly, but they say some things that maybe you weren't expecting. And now you're like, fuck, that was a lot worse than I thought. So yeah, you, you got to definitely find some healthy and productive ways to receive closure without the need for having a conversation with that person directly. <clears throat> Thank you for those comments, by the way, SG. I appreciate it. Why do y'all think closure is important for a lot of people? What's, what's your opinion? My opinion is that, again, people want to be heard and people might feel like they need certain questions answered before they can move on. But um, what do y'all think? SG also says, I don't know if I could do that. LOL. I think I still want to have the convo, though, with negative response and all. Really? Oh, <laughs> okay. So you want all the real feelings. You don't want the fake stuff. I can respect that, too. There's levels, too, though. Thank you for that comment as well. There's levels, though. Uh, what, I, what I mean by levels, separating from somebody you could separate from somebody where it wasn't necessarily uh, great, but maybe it wasn't the worst either. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was just like sad or disappointing, you know, but it wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't people talking to each other crazy. And so if you have that type of situation, then still after you get past a certain point, I do think you can have those conversations with somebody um, if it's that kind of relationship. And that's how it ended. But if it ended on some like, you know, fuck you and this, that and the other and all kind of disrespect and calling people out their names and everything and saying things that you can't take back. I don't know. <laughs> I, I personally don't know if I want to have that conversation with that person unless the first thing they say is sorry uh, for all the shit I was talking. But I was probably talking shit, too, in that case. So I've personally never ended a relationship on that note 
where it's been like what I just described, where, you know, calling people, because I realize the power of words and I understand that once you say certain things, you can't take it back. So you better be very careful. And I'm always very careful about the words that I say for that reason, because once it comes out, you can't, you can't bring it back in. That's it. Like once the words come out, that's it. It's over. Hopefully you didn't damage somebody, uh, you know, too much with the words that you chose. But that's interesting. I, again, I, I, if it, if it wasn't on some stuff like that and I'm past a certain level where I'm not blaming, I'm not looking at the other person as the reason why we're in this situation, then I could do that too. I could, I could get in a conversation even with the negative stuff, but we both just have to remember like, we're not coming towards each other as enemies. We're not coming towards each other in a confrontational way. We are not in any way trying to, um, you know, cut each other or 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 get a negative reaction out of each other either, because that's important too. You might think somebody's trying to trying to say certain things or trying to do certain things to get under your skin on purpose. So if you come in a way that is setting those rules early on. I think you can have the conversation and still talk about some negative things, but yeah, you, you kind of got to be in a space. <laughs> the negative responses might be a problem though. I mean, if you're not ready for it, the negative responses could destroy you. I know one of the conversations I kept defending myself about was from a, a comment that was made weeks weeks before that <laughs> you know what i'm saying like weeks before it was in a conversation and at the time i wasn't really thinking about it i kind of like was just in a listening space kind of like what what sg was just talking about where i was just like listening to everything listening to that person's point of view but i wasn't processing everything and uh once i started processing it later on i was like wait a minute that's not how that shit happened <laughs> like I, that person had a, per, a perception of how something had went down and and I start that's when I started uh thinking and running that loop over and over again that that's not how that went down you know what I'm saying like that's not exactly how that happened but by that time you know the conversation had passed so you can't really do anything about it but <clears throat> that that's I remember that night I was uh I don't know if y'all remember Dane Cook. He was a he was a comedian. I don't know if he's still a comedian doing stuff, but he had a joke about how uh, women are. Uh, what do you call them? He said, "Oh, they're like mental terrorists, right?" And the whole joke, just to summarize it, I mean, obviously, it's not my joke, and I'm not a comedian, but he talks about how a woman could like plant something into your head, like during an argument. And then it's, it has like a delayed reaction or a delayed effect. And then it's like later on, hours later, when you're like, it hits you and it's like <laughs> you're getting all defensive and emotional. <laughs> it's a funny joke when he says it, but um, it's funny because I was thinking about how that thing had me like, wait a minute, that's not this, that, and other. And I started defending this, that, and the other in my head. It was, it was, it was kind of funny. I was able to look that, uh, that uh that joke or that bit up that night and laugh about it because it was funny how relatable it was but yeah <clears throat> mental terrorist sg apparently finds it funny as well <laughs> so is is this SG, I got a question for you. You said, I don't know if I could do that. Does that mean you don't know if you could do the uh, the exercise that I had just mentioned? Like, that's not really something that you think would work out for you? Is that what you were talking about?
such an old school background. I feel like I'm in the 1970s right now. I went back in time. Okay, I guess SG disappeared on me. All right. Well, either way, um, maybe for some of you, that exercise will work. Um, or at least try it out. Try it out and see. If you can't get the person in person for whatever reason, um, even in person would probably be better than a phone conversation. But, you know. SG says the act of actually talking to the person. I could probably do the exercise, but I would eventually want, need the real thing. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And I think, honestly, the thank you for that. I think, honestly, the best thing about the exercise is it provides some level of relief from where you're at at the moment. So even if later on you feel like you still want to have that conversation, I think at the very least you can feel a little bit better from where you felt before doing the exercise. And best case scenario, you could stop thinking about whatever you've been thinking about altogether, uh, which luckily was what I was able to do that day. So I guess it all depends on the type of person you are um, and where you're at and what you're uh, what you're comfortable with. But I think it's worth a try if you're if you're really feeling some kind of way and there's no other alternative like. I say, why not try it? <clears throat> but um, those would be my closing remarks, unless somebody has anything else to add about closure or has a question about closure or anything else related to sex or anything like that. Last week, we went on a, in a totally different direction. So if you got questions about sex or something around that, you can ask that as well. It doesn't just have to be around closure. All right. I think people have spoken and said everything they wanted to say. And apparently I have as well. Um, my time is up. Unless y'all got something for me, uh, y'all know where to find me at the sex mechanic, of course, on all social media platforms, but mostly on IG. Um, that's where you can find me a lot quicker. Uh, thank you for joining me for another episode, episode number 35 of the Sex Mechanic Podcast. And um, I will catch you all next week, hopefully back in my San Diego space. But if not, be prepared to see me with a different background once again. And um, we'll get into the next conversation. But uh, I thank everybody who joined. I thank everybody who watches this later or listens to it on whatever platform you like to listen to podcasts. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. All right. Take it easy. Hopefully you have a good night.